0: Oh my God, I love it. God attached. attached.
1: Thank oh you man, this song really slaps. This that song, I it I love it. I love it so so much. It's That's fantastic. Your intro.
2: It's a fantastic song. So I have to say, Lindsay, I love you. But hello, I'm Allie. And, and um, I'm sad that Jen's not here for this one because she loves the Golden Girls.
1: Oh man, yeah. That, that is so
2: sad.
1: Should There's we try Golden to call Girls her mural? right now?
2: <laughs> There's a, yeah, let's call her. There's a Golden Girls mural somewhere in L.A. And I, I took a photo and sent it to her. <laughs> I love. Wait, where is and, that? Uh, I don't have any sense of direction, but when I see it again, I'll show you. Okay, um, okay. Also, Jen and I used to joke that we would be like Betty White, but two of us. So that was our <laughs> career that journey so before funny. we amicably divorced. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my car is named Betty because she's white, and we're going to grow old together. That's what I when I when I got I my knew car that she was named
2: Betty, and I don't think I knew the reasoning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I got my car in what was it 2019, 20, 2018 or 19, yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, I love her so much." And I I name all of my electronics because I think they behave better when mm. you show them that you care about them and you call them by name.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Great. Uh, is, I think is that's this, wonderful. Did you if, introduce the show? What what program is this?
1: Oh, hi everyone. This is Two Girls One Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, I'm right, Lindsay. Uh,
2: on our behalf, that was Matt's fault because like yeah. music started playing and he was like, "This is your intro music today," and we go, were just go, like go, caught go, up do it. in the song. And he yeah. was like, "Go!" and I was like, "What's happening?"
1: Yeah. So um, this is a Golden Girls two G one P mashup. We'll talk more about mashups later because our guest has done some phenomenal ones. But
0: two Golden two podcast. Oh right? wow! Two right, girls, two golden. Old... I just thought two about. girls, <laughs> two golden.
2: <laughs> Actually, because my last name is Goldberg. Um, oh right. People do get me, like, golden things. Mm. That's um, cute. Like, stay golden and, and stuff like that. And you're Pony boy. Or you're gold. Yeah. Interesting. And stuff like that.
0: Nobody gets yeah. me silver things. What the oh. fuck?
1: Oh, wow. Christmas is you are a, Christmas is coming. <laughs> I'm and literally
0: you are a silver
1: runner-up. man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Here's some second place things. Yeah. For a second rate person.
1: Yeah. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that about my friend. Well,
2: sp- speaking of being a friend, we are interviewing a rabid Golden Girls fandom today, in case you hadn't already deduced that from this chaos. Um, and it's fascinating how it's had such a renaissance and such a strong fandom that continues till today. And it's mm-hmm. become very online. And I think it's become very uh, irl uh, yeah. recently though too, which is fascinating because it was on so many years ago and we'll talk about that today.
1: Yeah, that's so wild. I mean, did did you watch it when you were little, Allie?
2: So we didn't have TV growing up and Hot. Well no, we we did. <laughs> we did, but we didn't have cable and we only got like two stations and we would watch Friends. Yikes. And Seinfeld every week as a family, and that was the only TV shows that we ever watched. Wow! Like, Tell
1: me you're a Jew from New York without telling me you're a Jew from New <laughs> York. The I only shows we watched in our Maryland,
2: but <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: technically, yes, that's but correct. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Friends and Seinfeld, and that was it. Yeah, but I so I forget when I first experienced it. But I've only ever watched a handful of episodes. To be honest, I Love Lucy and Golden Girls are two shows that I want to binge from start to finish because I also now as an adult recognize how incredible and feminist these two shows are and ahead of their times. I mean, sure, there's still a lot of, um, you know, things about them uh, that are problematic, but not. Yeah, let's acknowledge they're all white, but like, you know,
1: they're they're all white. It's 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 a it's a long time ago, but they do kind of try they kind of try, and to be fair, they're they're not. But neither one of those shows is actually all all white. I mean, like Ricky is not white, and on I Love Lucy and in the Golden oh, Girls, there's yeah, lots yeah, of true. people that come in. They do like a good job of like having a tertiary character be not white, and sometimes they don't handle it perfectly. But they're it. It's in that time. It is definitely an effort that they were doing on purpose, which. Is, is, you know, just because someone doesn't get it right, it's it's okay to acknowledge that they did try and that they can do better in the future. You know what mm. I mean? As right. opposed it's to, timeline. you didn't get it right, you suck. Because <laughs> then people won't even try. They'll be like, fine, well, I don't want to get yelled at, so I'll just make everybody white, you know? Right. I think right. that's
2: a beautiful summary, Lindsay, and also critique of cancel culture.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm I'm very much not in into... Blanket cancel culture like I feel like what happened to jk rowling was a big problem like like it's just that she's anyway billionaires are it's hard to be a good person and be a billionaire because everyone is afraid <laughs> of losing access to you they'll never tell you you're wrong so when jk rowling doubled down on it's hard to be a woman she didn't realize that she's making it dangerous it's hard to be a cis woman she didn't realize she's making it dangerous for
2: trans women by
1: there denying
2: is an
0: incredible them right. a womanhood. Podcast
2: about this column. i
0: am subscribed and i want to listen to it I, i'm curious about your the take witch on
2: trials it. of jk rowling
0: it's an yes. incredible
1: mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. yeah, when it was happening, I was like, this is really bad. This is really bad. And it's, it's how I feel. Honestly, a lot of my female friends will will yell at our male friends when they fuck up. And I'm like, they don't know, like they literally physically don't know. So we have to we have to explain it to them. These are our friends. They're literally on our side. And if you yell at them, that's, that's not the way to get them to understand, like, who wants to mm. be yelled at? Like, it, just think about yourself when your mom is like, clean your room, you know, your mom wants you to clean <laughs> well, that,
2: your room. That's like such a, it's, an, it's, all, all of discourse right now is so yeah, problematic in that It's one. just right. lots right. of
1: yelling. But I mean, I think being a woman, being a black person, like constantly, like I'm, I'm honestly not allowed to yell in public. So I would never react to someone like that because no one would ever listen to me. It would just Mm. never, ever, ever happen. And so when I see honestly a bunch of like white feminists yelling at, at men, I'm like, wow, I don't know. I don't know why you think that's going to work out for you. And I think that a lot of men get radicalized because they're tired of being yelled at. They're like, Mm. well, I tried to support these women and all
3: they do Mm -hmm. is yell at me.
1: And you're like, yeah, I get it. That's not fun. But well, that's it's what also I think not is really... fun to be, you know, wronged in the way that women are always wronged. So it's a lot well, of that, like that. was balance.
2: to me the saddest part of this uh, the Aziz uh, Ansari thing because we lost mm-hmm. a, an ally. We lost a very vocal ally. I don't yeah, do you think we think lost him? I think we lost his voice, but I don't think I
1: like I, I hated that whole but thing. As I'm saying, when I was his... reading it, I was like, this bitch is on a bad date. This is he's doing everything you would want a man to do. He's like, "Huh, you don't really seem into this blowjob. Should I call you an Uber?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, what else not is he meant that, to do? She, what else is he meant to do?
2: That same article publishes his texts from the next day. that are like, hey, I had a great time last night. I'd love to see you again. It's like mm.
1: he's so clearly ridiculous. not
2: being a predator. He's just not a fucking mind reader. And like, he also just didn't
1: want to date what her. You want. She's mad because he didn't want he didn't want to be her boyfriend, and she could feel that. And 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 all of us have been there. But that's no, why she's I mad. Think she
2: didn't like the date, but like he's not a fucking mind reader. Because she because he writes this really sweet text like I had a great time, love to see you again. And she's like, actually, I felt really uncomfortable or something. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> like it's well because everything was bananas. Even,
1: from her own account, he literally offered to get her an Uber like two or three times, and she said no. If you want to leave, leave. <laughs> and if if he's offering to pay for you to leave and you feel uncomfortable, leave. But you kept right, saying right, no. Right. Oh, that was horrible. Discourse is so charged <laughs> and heated and annoying right now in all kinds of ways, in all for all kinds of demographics. And
2: oh, I mean, it's literally making the uh, Palestinian-Israeli situation worse and feeding um, oh, yeah. not just anti-Semitism, but Islamophobia as well. It's bananas. Yeah.
1: And, and also people are people are canceling their own friends at this point instead of like respecting I, I, one of my friends posted on Facebook. that were like, I lost a friend today because of the Palestine-Israeli conflict. Hmm. I lost a friend. And that it goes on to describe he he said, I, I would just prefer not to talk about Israel. And their friend said, fine, then we won't talk anymore.
2: Well, that's stupid. Yeah. I'm saying—that's what I'm saying. It is but, stupid. But, I mean, I, I have arguably lost friends, but they made, like, very anti-Semitic comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's so
1: oh, that's god. tough. But it um, reminds
0: that this, this this reminds me of when you would discover a Trump supporter in your, in your family or group. your friend group and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> oh god, how we could there's no way we could I have want anything to talk in common." But it's
2: totally fine, but I I had yeah. some people do some really fucked up stuff where I'm like, yeah. "Oh god, we can't." Well,
1: mm-hmm. I'm just like they're they're trying to not have a charged energy around this thing that could be very challenging for people emotionally, and instead of respecting that, you just cut them out that's insane well, they always made saying, this point
0: it, Yeah. if you are not an expert and you don't know what you're talking about with the conflict it's awesome to say like i i, yeah, I, I don't yeah, really yeah. have a take i i, I got to bow out i don't feel out. qualified to talk I've had about a lot it, of it. Feel people say
2: oh i feel bad that i haven't posted anything and i'm like you're not supposed to yeah. <laughs> like, we shouldn't be
0: yes but, yeah this but, obligation yeah. you you this obligation to choose a side is is crazy
2: well yeah it, it you know, yeah. yeah i mean we've said it before but people should be talking about solutions not sides because it's really really fucking yeah. insane however it's like you have to take one side or the other it's like no that's actually going to solve literally nothing and i don't know mm-hmm. how this is the level of discourse we're having that the only way we're going to solve this is to start talking about solutions and yeah. fucking two states and i'm, Israel I'm needs to stop this fucking nonsense in the west bank and we need to be done with all of this Mm -hmm. Well,
1: we've been asking for peace in the Middle East for literally my entire life, and I I feel like the level of energy that it's getting right now might be our closest chance to get there, you know? And And I was just like, how are we demanding peace in the Middle East from a region that's literally never been peaceful in the history of recorded time.
0: We had progress in the nineties and there are political factions that have undone so much of that. So like, I I understand what you're saying of like, Hey, will this renewed attention on the region push us forward after the dust settles Yeah, or make it work? I'm not qualified to answer that, but I don't feel hopeful, you know,
1: I'm scared.
0: I feel slightly hopeful
2: in the sense that things are so bad that maybe, uh, the, international forces Mm. will force a resolution
1: that's what i that's what i think yeah no but like how long will it hold oh my gosh i
2: mean like a real resolution where it's like we have borders now and you know international peacekeeping forces can go into gaza and the west bank and israel needs to i mean israel did disengage from gaza in 2005 but the west bank is not
1: actually but kind of
2: Mm. Well, they did and then they blockaded it with yeah. Egypt and the Palestinian Authority when Hamas was elected. Yeah. And as recently as 2021 said we will remove the blockade in exchange for a long-term truce and Hamas said no. Um but the shit yeah. that's going down in the West Bank is embarrassing for Jews and I think that more Jews need to be talking about that.
1: Yeah. It's so it's shameful, not just embarrassing.
2: What? It's it's <laughs> shameful.
1: It's not just embarrassing. It's like shameful it's horrible it, uh, whatever war is never good i don't understand how <laughs> how we're still having wars wars are bad wars are well, bad when russia invaded ukraine
2: here. i was like oh wow we're still doing this i thought yeah well, we're done with that this i'm telling you aliens have visited and they have kept going you know yeah, what i mean they were like <laughs> yikes
1: this this society is
2: this off. is not intelligent life. Yeah. They're destroying each other, and their only planet. It's bananas. All right, I think it's time to
1: <laughs> talk about do the a hard something pivot happier
2: <laughs> and thank our Patreon supporters. Oh,
1: there we go. There we go. Yes. Okay. We're grateful to everyone who has the ability and willingness to donate to our Patreon at any level, and we are especially happy to be friends with those of you who donate at the $10 or more level. From St. Olaf to you, we would like to say thank you for being a friend to Ken M,
2: Wesley Cordell,
1: Bowie Barks,
2: Jerry Duran,
1: Jessica Fox,
2: Jessica Kaival,
1: Kathy Phillips, Melissa Elliott, Ryu Minastis. William and Reft, you are all so wonderful. And, um, you know, if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, the biggest gift would be from Two Girls One podcast. All right, everyone, you know what time it is. It's time to welcome our guest. And today's guest is a writer and a performer and the host of the YouTube channel Stay Golden. Welcome, Courtney Antonioli.
0: <laughs> Spectacular,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Courtney. I just wanted to thank you for being here, and I wanted to thank you for being a friend. I did
3: know that was coming, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved. I did. I will say, I listened to the TV themes, and I appreciate the shout out of the the Golden Girls fandom. Would probably fight on. Oh, the I know TV.
0: it is a great <gasps> song. Yeah, yeah, because we oh, were Allie saying. Oh, Riley was not there for that one.
3: Oh, what? yeah. Matt and I had like
1: <laughs> Matt and I had a little battle not even a battle just like a little discussion about what the best TV theme songs were based on a certain type of criteria mm-hmm. right so it was like does it explain what the show is about is it catchy and, like, is it a legitimately good song that you would like to hear on the radio no matter what, you know, even if it weren't for the show?
0: And the and answer was the Gummy Bears theme. from The Gummy the Bears cartoon.
1: theme song, I think, oh. followed by the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> those
2: those were the Girls top two. gummy bears is up there. It yes,
1: is, it is. It,
3: it, I, it, it made the cut, right, Courtney? It did. You acknowledged that there would probably be some cutthroating from people <laughs> if it did not get mentioned. <laughs>
0: Let's take a listen. And if you threw a
1: party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, thank you for being a
0: friend. So okay. good.
1: I don't know so if I said it on the the last time we talked about the Golden Girls theme, but my childhood um, babysitter was an older woman in her 60s, and she we would watch the Golden Girls together. That was like my screen time. <laughs> <laughs> we would watch this, and she would say, um, and the heart attack would say, thank you for being a friend. She thought inst- the card yeah. attached was... The words a heart attack and I Mm -hmm. also thought that until I watched it without her one time and I was like, (laughs) wait a minute Well, since we are talking about the theme song I Was in deep into your mashups. Courtney has this um series of videos where it's either the golden girls theme song over a different show opening Mm. or Different show openings over the Golden Girls theme song over the Golden Girls TV show opening, which is very fun. And then some <laughs> more elaborate ones like the, the Orange is the New Black one is really fun.
3: <laughs> that took a lot. And the Arrested Development, which Mitch is the bridge there because he wrote on the Golden Girls. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah, that was a bit more labor intensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it,
1: it paid off. I really enjoyed it.
3: Let's dive into how you built this empire.
2: So obviously it started with a love of Golden Girls, understandable. And then what happened?
3: I had actually been fired from a job at the beginning of the State Golden Channel. And at at the time, my therapist was like, why don't you just do something you like that makes you happy? And I was like, the Golden Girls makes me happy. (laughs) And so I, I just started, as many people do, making things for themselves. That yeah. made them laugh or brought them joy. And I also slowly... kinda love how you showed him. Like you were
2: like, well, the Golden Girls makes me laugh, which like everyone probably thought you couldn't turn into anything.
3: <laughs> Future Courtney was like she set her up because now I've been proven right uh-huh. by the the explosion. I think for the last, I wanna say four or five years, it's it just continued to be on the rise.
2: It truly is such a feminist show that is so wildly ahead of its time, and that and we have had nothing like it since. And it's kind of unbelievable so what what was what were the first
3: things that you that you posted that really blew up at the time, weirdly, like the Twin Peaks one because that also has its own very large, thriving internet culture and and it was it did pretty well. And then there there is a Infinity War? That one was really the, funny too. The, the Avengers Infinity War, <laughs> where I took Thanos like essentially the trailer's dialogue over Golden Girls clips and, and made Sophia out to be like Thanos. Yeah. Um because she is a schemer and it made sense that she would collect all of the infinity stones and it's it, Very funny.
0: You're combing through many hours of episodes to find the right stuff is this what what's happening here creatively
3: yeah there's there is a hard drive that exists in my apartment that like many editors i I do a categorizing Mm -hmm. of different types of clips or just jokes or different types of scenes where i i have like a a master spreadsheet It, it it's 180 episodes, mm-hmm. and so it took a long time, but it pays off in the end.
0: Yeah, the way we used to save GIFs for yep. the perfect reaction, right, in a yeah. spreadsheet. Yeah. We've all been there.
1: Uh, I mean, not me, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I now know another you know reason that? why I can't be uh, an editor.
0: I knew <laughs> I, I know a lot of extremely online people. who, Before the GIF keyboards were a thing, they would be like, I'm going to save this one for when I have to laugh yeah. at some, you know, whatever.
1: My engineer ex-boyfriend did that for his you know email chat with the other engineers he's like "Ooh, i have the perfect one and i'm like (laughs) wow love a good catalog (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there are some extremely popular quotes that like every golden girls fan knows and like uses on the regular i would love to know some of those and then also some of your personal favorite um quotes from the show
3: Iconic would probably be, uh, let's see, Blanche's Better Late Than Pregnant. (laughs) Yep. That one (laughs) has a variety of uses. We've We've all said that. Rose, Can I Ask a Dumb Question? (laughs) Gets a lot of play. Doesn't Sophia say,
1: Do You Ask Any Other Kind?
3: Yeah. Anything Mm -hmm. to do with the word slut. Uh, uh, Really, just that, that, because that... That's a very prominent word in in the show. Um, So funny, Dorothy uh, is very upset with a telemarketer on a phone call and shouts, "I will not have a nice day."
0: (laughs) And I I really enjoy
3: that one as well. Yeah, it's weird. Like the ones that I'm going to too are like not necessarily. I would say they're maybe more dependent on the situation, (laughs) but there are just so many good ones. Uh, It is a one liner show, which does help in the current clip culture
1: Mm -hmm, or
3: uh, I don't even know what the phrase is like uh, uh, when you like mouth the words miming. Why can't I think of the word, you know, lip sync, lip sync, lip sync. Wow. That (laughs) really was a difficult one for me. Yes. The lip syncing Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. to clips that that's played. It's it's helped it continue on oh
1: like on tiktok when people are
3: like use the yeah. audio
1: and they're lip syncing to it i got you yes. we're there wow, that
3: can you tell that i'm like over 35 because i was <laughs> like what is the thing that the children do where they line up words with their mouth um, <laughs>
1: it's, it's right there i don't know how to tell you this but that is not a new thing <laughs> oh, <shoot>.
2: okay. Lip syncing,
1: <laughs> drag queens have been doing it for decades now.
3: Which again, and Golden Girls, huge in drag culture, was oh, just right.
2: about yeah. to say. Right. Yeah. I in San Francisco, there's a tradition of doing the Christmas episodes. Yes, in i drag by drag queens. Yes. Yeah, I've I I went and it was incredible and fascinating. How well the lines fit. Like I think they do it word for word. They just put on the show. Like there's no changes. Yeah, no, and it's it
3: works. a mashup. Yeah. And part of it is, and I, I will say it's probably for the purists out there in the world, which are there's many as you know in fandom. <laughs> essentially if they don't do those lines, people don't want to see it. Uh, they, they they fans aren't necessarily interested in somebody's interpretation on the stage. They really <laughs> just want the costumes, the wigs, the lines and some cheesecake and you can yeah. probably sell out on that. Yeah.
0: I prefer canonical golden girls. I don't want this, uh, extended universe. Golden girls. Not interested. <laughs>
3: right. So it's, but it's in every, uh, region has their own. And I don't want to say that they're warring, but there is certainly tension between <laughs> the groups. Like Ooh. there is a Chicago drag group. There's the New York drag groups. Uh, and, uh, they would each say that they are the premier group that wow. is for them to decide and duke it out. I, I will not wade into that. <laughs>
1: Do you have a favorite of the actual Golden Girls?
3: I I do. It is it is B. Arthur's Dorothy's Bornac, which I have found 90% of people answer it's Dorothy. She is the central
1: character even though it is definitely an ensemble show, but it's like in most shows, the central character is boring. Like Carrie, ugh, no, thank you. Uh, what's her face from Grey's Anatomy? The main Grey, Meredith, Meredith, boring. Like you like all the side characters, but Dorothy is the central connecting character that actually everyone wants to identify with. She's like funny, she's independent, she grows. It's
3: great. I also consider her the window in which we view the world. And, and most of the time the A-plots follow her She's generally yeah. central to most everything. Um, and she also sometimes, she does have the best lines. Like you you asked me earlier about some of the best lines or my favorite. And like, and Dorothy delivers them. I mean, also B. Arthur, masterful with stares and timing and glances and can do so much comedic work with just her face.
1: Yeah. And the understatement, like just playing the honesty of, God, I love you, but you are an idiot. <laughs> you know, yes. and it's like, that's how we feel about our friends and our family sometimes. Right, she's right. just able to say it.
0: Yeah, she's not the straight man, but she's the surrogate for the viewer. Is that fair yeah. to
3: say? Yeah, I think that's okay. fair to say. Yeah.
0: OK,
2: so in your filing system, are there any um, that are very surprising uh,
3: in terms of how they are filed? Uh, as much as the Golden Girls is funny, there is a substantial amount of serious its intention is like to make you cry scenes and storylines. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a collection of those as well, which I find them to be as equally as important as the funny stuff. Oh, yeah. I think people... is representation, the Golden Girls, is A, known for representation of, of, of a variety of different groups that have been underrepresented, especially at the time of its airing, 85 to 92. But I, I think it gets neglected, the the serious and sometimes sad. Like, sometimes the episodes... I have a collection of just endings where it's it's not funny. A couple of episodes just end on a kind of a somber note. symphony of sad music and fades out, and you're like, "What? <laughs> what is that?" And huh. you don't end on a punchline. You you actually end on sad sauce, hmm. and that was when I started to look through it a lot. I was like, "Oh, this this happens more than I remembered." Yeah, yeah. I mean, the show is
2: really smart and like can be very meaningful. But actually, along those lines, what moments have really not stood the test of time? Ooh, <laughs> good question.
3: There was the controversy during COVID because everybody was at home watching it. <laughs> the episode where Blanche and Rose come out of the kitchen wearing mud masks, Oh, which nowadays would and should not play. Right, um, and so that actually got pulled from Hulu, and then there oh, was like interesting. a whole um, Bring It Back. Um, wow. Yeah, there was an episode, The Housekeeper, where the housekeeper is uh, Marguerite, and played very stereotypically uh, of a um, minority character, does does not age well. There's a fat-shaming episode. Oh, that, no. That I actually did, a, um, remember like when Now This was like a really big, actually it might still yes. be, but they do that. Yeah. The explainer videos, I did a video about fat shaming and the Golden Girls. Ooh. And how it just wasn't cool.
2: Isn't there one about a man who, like, dresses
3: up as a woman? Yes. Steven, he is a baseball player. Blanche is supposed to help him regain, like, his... uh... Masculinity? Yeah, and instead he ends up cross-dressing. That definitely doesn't age well. And then there's just a couple of Blanche being Southern early season... Not funny slavery jokes,
1: no, or, what?
3: <laughs> yeah, there are some like there's like a joke about like her daddy mm-hmm. big daddy, big daddy being good with like a whip in, you know, wow. there's just there's a couple we were like, ooh, that no, no, thank you. Ooh, big Daddy shouldn't be doing that, yeah. they really leaned into that big southern trope early Uh that backed off, but yeah, there's some not funny slavery jokes as well.
2: Wow.
3: Yeah.
1: I just don't remember any of that.
3: That's for the best, Lindsay. Go back to that. I'm so sorry.
2: I should have told you earmuffs, you know what I mean? But you know, it it is interesting how these become these strange time capsules. But going back to what you've created and, you know, the fact that you're creating this whole other life on the internet, what have been fans'
3: reactions to your content? 99% overwhelmingly kind, awesome, generous. There's there's that 1%, uh, honestly, of like the straight white male who's like, I don't like your lady voice. Why are you talking? And <laughs> mostly it's just, why are you, guys you talking? Laugh. I'm
2: unfazed because I get that every day. <laughs> oh, <yeah. Right? laughs> and that's and, and, and,
1: just because you sound like a Muppet, Allie. Courtney has a normal voice.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, I do get that rogue comment of like, oh my God, you're screeching. And I was just like, well, you don't have to watch. Yeah. What are yeah. you doing? Watch <laughs> something else, dude. Joke's on you. The engagement works for me regardless. Oh, yeah. Like, I love
2: when people are like, oh, my God, her voice. I would never go see her show. I'm like, I don't need you to.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, hey you watch it all engage- you want
2: from the, but from also, the comfort like, of, like, of you your You commented, home. you're feeding it. The algorithms are feeding it no matter what now. So,
3: thank you, sir.
0: I've watched your channel for 45 hours and I don't care for it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, love I, right. I'm gonna, I think I've been lucky it, it, that the minority is that kind of comment the people are happy to be there happy to watch happy to comment and share I actually and this is I don't want to be like oh look at me like brushing my shoulder off and kind of I'm so great. <laughs> no, i so no celebrate yourself I do make it a point and I have to respond to every single comment that has ever commented on my YouTube channel
1: wow that's yeah, a big it, commitment
3: it is and I I, I just like a personal sense of like you took time out to watch and interact, even if it was like, I love that line or Golden Girls is so funny. Crying face, laughing emoji, emoji heart. Uh, I I I take it as a sign of like you could spend your time and energy doing anything and you did spend it on me. I, I technically am competing with every other video on the planet. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, yeah. And I I do engage and I've I've had long form chat conversations over comments with people um because the show is so me it is so meaningful i, I can't ex- like express that enough that this show to people out there it is a lifeline it is a source of joy it is a comfort it is a f- it is a friend um, <laughs> it is a-, a guiding force of their life they're just happy have you found that it's mostly
1: people who were kind of children when the show came out that are now re-watching it? Or is it people who were our age when the show came out who are interacting with you on your page? Or is it younger people? Like, what, what are the age ranges of the people that are interacting with you on your page and that are watching Golden Girls now?
3: Well, I can say for a fact, because I have also transported the virtual Golden Girls world into the real world, like, I've hosted Golden Girls Bingo here in Brooklyn the last few years. Wow. I did a pop-up in the West Village where I made a fake religion out of the Golden <laughs> Girls called the Gospel of the Golden Girls. And I created a actual, like, tenets and pamphlet and handed out to Passer for three hours. Oh, and I go to the my Golden God, Girls amazing. convention. So I, like, I see the people, the, like, the actual people. And it is a combination of my demographics. Mm-hmm. which would be, as also expressed at the beginning, like your babysitter brought that to your world. So many people, it was their grandma or their mom mm-hmm. watching it with them. Oblivious, you just knew it was funny, but you had no idea what was going on in yeah, really yeah, yeah. your head. But that stuck with you. So I, I, it is definitely the 30 to 50 age category. Okay. And then there is a younger generation, the kids of, my era, who then watch it with their mom, mostly moms. I'm not going to lie. It's it's not a lot of dads. It's a lot of moms. But when I was at the convention, like 17-year-old daughters with their moms going to panels, dressing up in matching outfits. You know, somebody was Dorothy, somebody was Stan, or (laughs) um, we have female friend groups at the bingo who have been coming for years. I, I, I love them. They're now moms, you know, all toddlers, and they make it a point whenever they have bingo on their calendar, they all come together, play bingo, and hang out. It's like a group of seven, eight women for for years who have been coming because they all love the Golden Girls. And that's it's, so And it's their amazing. time out to have fun. To me, that's that's truly
2: who I've seen. You touched upon a lot of it, but what are all the different ways that this fandom is meeting up in person?
3: Well, there is. I don't know if there'll be a third, but there were two golden girls conventions one in 2021 and no i'm sorry this is 2023 2022 and 2023 out in chicago the first of their kind those were uh, the first
2: i'm so surprised That's so interesting that the first one was in 2022 yeah. yeah and remind us what year it went off the air
3: 1992 wow so that's I said, like 30 years yeah right? Um, that is
2: really fascinating that 30 years there's the first convention that it had such a resurgence. But, uh, Lindsay, you were about to ask something.
1: Well, it, do you think it had to do with the pandemic that, like, really rejuvenated and, and got people amped up about the Golden Girls to to have that convention happen in 2022?
3: Even darker than that, I think mm-hmm. Betty White dying.
2: <gasps> oh, mm-hmm.
3: I think, you know, <laughs> for so long, she what was What a the legend! Only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she, when she unexpected... And people, like, wanted... Were just like, get to 100. You know, I was yeah. also... Yeah. The day she died, I just started getting texts. Mm. I'm so oh. sorry. Oh, my God, you must be dead. And I'm like, what? What's happened? Mm. <laughs> and then it was it was Betty White died. Mm. Uh, and I think that the, the realization that... The ca- even guest stars, like some of the guests are like George Clooney, right? Like he's what hes it must be in his 60s, right They're, they're getting older. Mario mm-hmm. Lopez, like some of the younger at the time. So the ability to get that knowledge or that experience or just the fan photo at the booth, is yeah. rapidly evaporating. So I think that that helped jumpstart. I do think also people stuck at home, Golden Girls made it to Hulu. It used to be on TV land. You know, it still yeah. is. But yeah. who has cable anymore? I, I don't.
1: Nobody. Mm. Now we all just pay three times the price for it not to be as convenient as cable. <laughs> yeah.
3: And so I think, you know, everybody was looking for comfort. You were looking for laughs. And you were looking for something that didn't make you think. And it was there. It was primed. It's It was waiting. And I think that that combination really helped catapult the... Founders of the convention. I mean, there were several thousand people the first year, hmm. and yeah. then there's also uh, Golden Girls at sea. There's cruises. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I've heard Which, about I, this. I, I yeah. laugh like because like I, I I go to a Star Trek cruise. Don't don't get me wrong, right? Oh so. my gosh, we are meant
1: to be friends. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a, I did a Deep Space Nine rewatch during the pandemic oh, with, with my friends. Lives. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, that's too bad. I know. But also I saw <laughs> on your website, it's really which, unfortunate, which isn't related, but I and I couldn't read it. It's not clickable right now on your website, FYI. But I saw that you wrote a piece called Can Disney World Make Your Period <gasps> Magical or something. Oh,
3: did the link come down? Uh, yeah, it, yes, it,
1: it wasn't clickable. That's... But wait, I, what is I'm happening? I'm going to get this. We're we're just bonding, Allie. Um, but I didn't bring it up because it's not Golden Girls related, but I I go to Disneyland with my with my really really good friend all the time and when we're on our period all we do is eat and take pictures
3: yes what is this disneyland period thing is this this okay i'll give you the quick yeah version which is i go to disney world i am like probably a, a disney adult in some ways and i got my period there and it was the the bringing of the magic bands and you can't magic band a tampon they don't have you still have to bring quarters to get tampons tampons are free at disneyland not in disney world (gasps) yes you better come west courtney thanks ron so i was really bothered by the fact that i could get like turkey legs and uh, it was just all of these things i could get but not a tampon with disney world telling me don't bring your wallet anymore just bloop your band and i'm like Where's my tampons?
1: Mm -hmm. That's so wild. You can't get your, your magic key discount with your magic band at, at things. You still have to pull up your magic key, which is very annoying. Anyway, that's a different episode. Let's get back to the golden girls.
3: Uh, Oh, I was telling you where you can find them in the real world. Right. Uh Yeah. So there's the cruises that there's there's going to be a European one, I think in 2024. And there's the drag shows. I do golden girls. Bingo here in Brooklyn. And I think there used to be, it might not, for some reason, because of Minnesota, St. Olaf, uh, they do a bar crawl every year, like a Golden Girls bar crawl out in Minnesota that's very popular. Amazing. This is full time for you, right? Uh, Not yet. Not yet, no. You know, it's it's the, like, fear in me part. This is just a different problem, but I'm afraid to take that leap personally. Mm. Um, Maybe just because we grew up in a world where everything feels like it's falling apart, you know? So yes, I'm just afraid (laughs) that's part of it. And which Dorothy's born act would tell you that if you don't take a chance, then like nothing's going to happen. So you have to take a chance, but there you go, I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't have that Dorothy, that be Arthur money to take that chance. (laughs) But one day I, it is a disproportionate amount of my life for not doing it full time. And it feels like I have two jobs.
2: Yeah, maybe Two it's jobs are to better take that than leap. no jobs. Maybe <laughs> it's uh, t- spoken like a true little capitalist. Um, I, Slave to capitalism. Maybe it's time to take uh, advice from your own creation and take a risk. You should. Mm. I know. I'm maybe. I don't know. And
1: then when your mortgage is upside down, call Allie.
2: <laughs> don't call me.
1: i was gonna ask if you have those um you said you created a religion around the golden girls i'd love to know a couple of things that were in that pamphlet that you handed out and also (laughs) if you have the golden girls saint candles which i know exist oh right
3: i will go in reverse order Mm -hmm. which is i do not have the saint candles
2: oh no we know what to get you for
3: christmas yeah that seems like a missed opportunity i have saint potter and saint meryl why (laughs) i don't i there's just there's no reason because i have so many things that either people see it and they give it for me or i've personally bought it myself and that is just one that i've not bought
1: the reason is religion how can you be religiously devout without Mm -hmm. a candle to light
3: I know, but you know what we did do? We did collect clothes for needy, sexy people, which came out of one of the most classic episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I love what? that. I love that. Blanche and Rose are nuns, and they come in, and there's a there's a priest there, and they're they are pretending that they were out there collecting clothes for needy, sexy people because <laughs> they, they they just had to somehow justify. <laughs> why they were holding like regular people clothes. It's a kind of a silly thing, but it is just iconic because I just love nuns. The idea of collecting clothes for like you're needy and you're sexy. Like what a combo. <laughs> Rose is one of like the tenants of the philosophy of the church is um, that she's the biggest, she wants to be the biggest weenie at the weenie Rose. <laughs> and actually the other, one of the other main tenants is Dorothy's Borneck saying that you need to try Like if you don't try something, then it's never going to happen. So you have to take that leap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That one...
3: That one is the one that also resonated with me the most.
1: You're almost there. I can't wait till you call us and leave a voicemail saying that you quit your job (laughs) because you're making six figures as a a Golden Girls connoisseur.
3: Connoisseur? Ah, Courtney connoisseur has a ring to it. Like, why Mm -hmm. haven't I been putting that on?
1: I have no idea. You're welcome. Then I was thinking
3: Courtnosaur, but that sounds like a dinosaur. (laughs) But I tried. Try. I like Matt. I love a good mashup. As you know, try put two things together and see what happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I'd also like to say you didn't ask, but I would like to say that there is outside of the real world a thriving, which I think that you both would appreciate, that the Facebook groups are prime, ripe for Golden Girls fans. These groups are people posting like every two minutes, it it is so you have to turn notifications off, but that is also where I find people congregate, Mm. um, which is to me, to me fascinating, right? Because like the golden girls is about found families and creating your own communities. And, you know, just because you're related to somebody doesn't necessarily mean that that's the healthiest relationship for you, right? Like go out there and make your own family and the internet is such a kind of a found family place. Like you find your fandom and you create your niches and the Facebook has been an extraordinary place for the golden girls to thrive
1: and very age appropriate for it to be on Facebook.
3: (laughs) Yes. And that is also not lost upon me. And I, and I really, I don't post in it, but I love to lurk. I do love a good lurking. Yeah. Um, Because also it's the place where if you're looking for where the infighting happens, it's these Facebook groups. Like (laughs) they are going at each other about how accurate. Like, don't get me wrong. A couple of times I was like, "Mm, did I say the line correctly? And I'm like, you know what? I just summarized it. But I know that there'll be people out there coming for me because (laughs) they because they they, know they do. And they they expect Perfection. <laughs> and do they come for
1: you in a gentle way? Like I know you probably didn't mean to, but you really, really fucked up that line. Um, no, no,
0: no.
3: Like, Honestly, why would no, you say just... it like that? Rose would yeah. never say that. It, yep. Have you been to these groups? Have you been <laughs> lurking as well? That is one hundred percent. In episode
0: is. twelve, minute mark thirteen forty-seven, Rose says this, and I will not have it any other way. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> Do any of these groups have a twist in terms of their approach, or is it or you know, are there mashups? Well, I know we spoke about mashups earlier, or is it just like Golden Girls fan groups? Golden Girls
3: fan groups, a lot of it is uh, look at this merch I bought in a picture of me in my merch because maybe I don't have a person in real life that I could text that photo to who would appreciate it as much as a group of Golden Girls fans?
1: I thought you were going to say because maybe I don't have a person in my life and just stop there. and I was like, dark. Oh.
3: <laughs> that is our but also maybe yeah maybe i wouldn't doubt it but those facebook groups you know the facebook <laughs> territory um a lot of just typing out a quote and then a lot of people responding to what the very next line would be as you, you like again they knew the exact moment yeah, wow. and a lot of memes but they get, <laughs> they actually don't i don't think they understand what they're doing with those and there's a lot of fighting about it because again that puristness it's like why is Dorothy's face on top of the picture of, like, Sarah Jessica Parker's body as a joke of, like, Sex and the City is the new Golden Girls? And if you want to cause a fight, go in there and say that. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There will and never just... be a
1: new Golden Girls.
3: Ooh, and there's probably 35 people live online right now fighting about that in comments somewhere. Wait, but so specifically that... Sex and the City versus Golden Girls? That one very specifically. Or... The idea that there could, you know, the reboots, it it could never be rebooted. In the minds, right? I think, of particularly the Facebook group.
0: This is getting to my largest question, which is like, and it's connected to your your personal trajectory, too, of like, could I take the leap and be a full-time Golden Girls fandom? Like, will people still be uh, obsessed with it in 20 years and 30 years? I think about this a lot with media. Like you said, reboots or like we all like Star Wars and now there's 25 new Star Wars and kids today like Star Wars for different reasons than we grew up liking Star Wars. So like if there is no reboot and, and and rehash revisit of this one specific 80s sitcom, will it fade away? You know what I mean? Is the fandom getting smaller as time goes on?
3: I see a continuation of the expansion for not forever. Like, not exponentially. I think there is still a rise. Like it is finding new people and new ways to be exposed, like again, like out in the real world. And I think that there's probably maybe a good five years left to that. Right. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I, I think because then, like, if you think of like my age or like age brackets, you probably start to age out in like the things that are cool. You're just like getting further removed from the ways in which that it might be disseminated to the younger groups like i I think Mm -hmm. changes in technology and culture
0: like there's so much more media to watch why would a 16 year old today seek out golden girls unless it was passed down by a friend or family member you know this is a little out there but like then you just you also see kids uh walking around with nirvana t-shirts all all day and it's like well what's up with that like How does culture get recycled? Is it merchandising? Is it, you know, I don't know.
3: I mean, that's a great question. In general, like the idea of like how, yeah, what does, how something is old becomes new again. Right. I would say that the Golden Girls have going for it, say 20 years from now, right? Um, A, the casting was just so good. Yeah. It, It really, they did a fabulous job. And it is the archetype of what comedy should be like the, the four character kind of, okay, you've got like the slut, you've got the straight man, you've got the schemer, you've got like the joy kid, right? Like they, they did it well in that kind of timelessness. Like that structure works everywhere across sitcoms for eternity. Um, yeah. So that combination I think helps. And then there's there's the balance of, there's some references that, and then we talked about like storylines that did not age well, and just references. You're like, I don't, there's like a, a joke about somebody as Gary Hart's campaign manager. Right. And that is a very niche reference to a man who had a short-lived run for president. Right? Like nobody nobody's going to know who that is unless you go look it up and wants to Google jokes. Like you've just killed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are enough timeless, not cultural reference dependent episodes that I think do stand the test of time. Right. That will be the gateway, right? Like there's always like yeah. a couple of iconic like things that are like Nirvana, like you're saying like Nirvana, like, oh, teen spirit will always probably be the gateway. So I think there's right. a couple of gateways. But it has to be, be transmitted.
0: So like the the media stands the test of time, as you've said, but it is your job in the and fans' job to transmit it to you know, I don't know, our kids, our friends, another generation. And so I guess what I'm saying is you're doing God's work. It's <laughs> just interesting,
2: you, you know, like it's uh, will Golden Girls be the Beatles for, <laughs> the you know, Four. and like everyone rewatched The Office during the pandemic. Like there are these certain certain things that people find comforting. I don't know. right? Um yeah. And then how many generations will it last? Like I Love Lucy is also incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. And how many that more actually –
1: that lasts really well, too, because even though there is a lot of like weird misogyny, she's like always subverting it and mm-hmm. and somehow winning, which is amazing.
2: Yeah. And that's one
3: also that's really ahead of its time.
1: Yeah. Incredibly.
3: Yeah. And I, I would just also add that people are even just like we're thinking about like content, right? Like the 24 hour news cycle or just constantly like I'm refreshing my Instagram. I want to see something new, new, new that the Golden Girls is a evergreen topic for people to bring up every couple years or couple months of just as why are the golden girls lasting or like the kind of like a think piece that in some ways is we've thought it all out already. <laughs> like we know why. Um but I think that it it will just continue to come up as a as you said like we're referencing I Love Lucy still and people I think will still continue to hold it up as an iconic but also cornerstone piece of comedy history and that will help bring it forward because it has been it has ascended to that level and i don't see how it gets descended or replaced i think you can just keep carrying it forward in that way Mm -hmm. yeah
1: well i was wondering if you have a sense of maybe which golden girls Allie and I are and even Matt and Allie and Matt if you have an idea of which golden girl you think you are and I want to see if it <laughs> matches so Courtney just say what say what's in your heart what do you feel okay
0: and who are you who is your spirit girl Dorothy let's
2: see yeah it is Dorothy it definitely mm-hmm. is Dorothy I can't decide if I'm Blanche or I just want to be Blanche.
3: Wait, there you're not that. supposed to say you're supposed to let Courtney say first. Well, I'm sorry. Well, you I got, could got excited. Also be like, <laughs> you could say like, I'm a Sophia and then maybe like a Blanche rising. Oh, I <laughs> love that. I love that. that
1: way? <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Wait, I love Honestly, that as my new answer
1: when people ask about me Zodiac sign. That's actually me, though. That is how I describe myself. That's but so the funny. Of people
2: who ask about Zodiac, that's my fucking go-to answer now. I love that.
1: I didn't realize how many people ask about your sign until Allie so vehemently disliked that part of L.A. That's like her least favorite thing about oh. California. And now I it, it, people do ask it quite a lot. <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, wait, what, well, what's your sign? <laughs> and you're like, what does that matter? One hundred million people were born on the same day as me and we're nothing alike. You know, yes. it's like crazy. Like, yeah, but it's, it is funny. It And sometimes it does matter, you know, just like sometimes where you were that. born shapes you you know, whatever. Anyway, I am a Sophia with a Blanche rising.
0: I would buy a Golden Girls Tarot deck. That's the only tarot I would buy. Merch. I have merch one ideas. in
1: my house right now, Matthew. <laughs> what? I will send you I will put pictures Great. in the Discord of, of the Golden Girls Tarot deck that is currently
3: uh, in my
0: home. Christmas is coming. That's all I'm saying.
3: You're welcome. You. you know, I'm getting rose vibes from you, Matt. Because I think that you're a caretaker. I'm sensing that you are somebody who who makes sure that nobody gets left behind Mm -hmm. and that everybody feels seen and heard. And you maybe go the extra mile to make somebody feel special if they're feeling a little glum. Oh I appreciate gosh. that. I will
0: take it. Accept Thank you so much, Courtney. so sweet.
3: And you never know what me you and Allie are way talking too about. much credit, Courtney. <laughs> I just want to sound good, you know? Like, I, I, know, I know who works. The she knows
0: who's editing this show. Come
3: on. that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. That's true. Okay. So
1: uh, Allie and I both said what we think we are, which is, oh, I think I'm Sophia with a Blanche rising. I think Allie is a Blanche with a Sophia rising. Mm. But what, what vibes did you get from us before we, we outed ourselves?
3: Oh, I, I probably would have given you Blanche vibes, Allie. There you, you go.
1: That's yeah, that's great.
3: And I don't edit it
2: just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, interesting. The Sophia. Yeah. I could see Sophia for you, Lindsay, because I think that you look at systems. It sounds like you look at systems and you're like, how do I work them or how do I break them A. With, with my will?
1: Mm. Okay, I love that. Yes, yes. This is how I want to not approach relationships, but probably how I do. Mm. How do I break them with my will?
0: (laughs) Just stare them
2: down. Like
1: I got all day.
0: That's your Tinder profile. I will break you with my will.
2: Yeah, that could that could be one of the problems, Lindsay.
0: That could be. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, this was wonderful. Thank you for spreading the love of these feminist icons and we look forward to seeing what you create next.
3: Oh, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so
0: much.
2: I know I I already said this, but it really is incredible that these shows get these this new life that like everyone starts binging it again. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. My my cousins have been really into the Golden Girls for like a long time. And when this Golden Girls rejuvenation started happening and there's like a board, a Golden Girls board game, there's hmm. lots of, like she was saying, Golden Girls merch. I actually went to the Golden Girls live experience. There was like a Golden Girls kitchen. You could go and get a meal and l- go into the Golden Girls like house.
0: Yeah, the did restaurant. they recreate the set? That's they cool. recreated
1: the set. The Very kitchen, nice. um, I think Blanche's bedroom, huh. and the it was it was amazing. You just take I'll put pictures in the Discord of, That's of great. me there. Wait,
0: where was this? Where where, where in the world?
1: In L.A. in LA, in Beverly oh, okay. Hills.
0: Okay, cool. Huh. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It, it's it's nice. I have not seen the show in, in decades, but it's nice to hear that a, a few problematic episodes notwithstanding, it holds up really well writing-wise, performance-wise, joke-wise. Like, that's extraordinary. Name any sitcom from the 80s that's actually funny today. I, I dare you. I, I don't Cheers, know. Cheers,
2: I mean, baby. Yeah. I mean, I know there are a couple of problematic episodes, but frankly, it's also impressive that there aren't more. Yeah, mm, and sure. they actually exactly. do really
1: well with – uh, like gay people, I- I've seen mm-hmm. that be handled pretty well. Yeah, no, I mean, I went to the mm-hmm. Golden
2: Girls drag Christmas special, and it was amazing. And the lines were so sassy and feminist. And something about hearing them out of drag queens actually like really highlighted um, <laughs> how ahead of their time they were. Yeah, and that amazing. These, so many of the jokes don't feel cheesy or hack today. They feel mm-hmm. um, they feel like totally fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Who was really the we, we could have? I'm sure Courtney knows who was the executive, the suit who who got a pitch that was like, OK, so it's for, you know, 70, <laughs> 80 year old women. There's yeah. no family. There's That's no men. Not true. And they're
1: all in their 50s. Like Is that true? 50. I think Sophia's supposed to be 70. But yeah, yeah but they're, they're all
0: like reti- they're all retired in a senior community. Is that right? No, they, they live but, in Blanche's house.
2: But my point is real that it's like wild that that even got made. Although it's very funny to compare The Golden Girls to The Golden Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys been watching? It is wild. I've never watched any of The Bachelor, but I decided to watch The Golden Bachelor because I love that it's a 72 year old Bachelor. And all these older women, and it is really feminist and amazing and empowering, but, you know, it's such a different generation. Like, they're all glammed up. Some of them have a little hmm. bit too much work done, fabulous hmm. dresses. And it's just sort of wild to be like, huh, the Golden Girls are actually, yeah, significantly younger than these women.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. but, but- – I think it would. I would like to watch a movie on what Matt was describing in the way that they made that Ooh, movie yeah, Air totally. about the Air Jordan yeah, shoe. Like, yes, yes. Who are these old white men Wait, deciding Wayne, what? What to like?
0: A like a dramatization or even a documentary about the creation. No, no, a dramatization
1: of, like starring okay. you know the same exact cast as the cast of Air. And, <laughs> but it is about the Golden Girls getting okay. put on to TV,
2: and so it's ben about Affleck airing the Golden oh, what, behind Girls. the scenes. I got yeah. yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. All like, right, let fuck. Hey, yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild You need to change. You want But greenlit? Yeah. Did
2: we yeah. get greenlit? Because some of them were already so famous. Yeah, three three of them
1: were famous already, and then I think actually Sophia was the only one who hadn't been a TV star.
0: Mm, hmm. And B. Arthur was like a, a legendary stage actor. Is that right? But the other thing that's yeah.
2: wild is still that it, that it was allowed to happen, and there's been almost nothing like it until, arguably, yes. Gra- Grace and Frankie. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Thirty mm-hmm. years later. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. it
2: didn't. Despite its success, it did not open doors, which right. is wild.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was
2: wildly successful, and executives were still like, "Well, we shouldn't do that again." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and Just Like That is following right in the footsteps of themselves and the Golden Girls.
2: I haven't watched it because apparently it's so bad. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but do we
0: think Sex in the City can't really exist without the lineage of the Golden Girls? That's a tough question. But you know what I mean? Is they, Are they from the same mold? No, in it that can. Way? Because
2: no, when it, it first could. aired, it was four hot women you know,
0: dating right, right. and stuff young, like that. And, women, and it yeah. was based
1: on a book. So it's not exactly the same thing. Mm. You know, like it it was a pre existing property that they they figured out how to make, right? Candace yeah, Bushnell wrote know. the book first. But, but I
0: but I think the nut here is like it's not just a female all you know, all female ensemble, it's an all female fifty plus ensemble. Like that. To Ali's point, yeah. has never happened since you know, you know Grace know and what? Frankie is aside. A yeah. You know, as, a, as Grace a and Frankie
1: thing. is definitely Grace and frankly, Frankie might not exist without the Golden Girls.
0: That's an it, that's an interesting yeah idea. It, it, yeah. it
1: probably would, but it is definitely following in the footsteps of the Golden Girls, right? Um, even though they're like. Thirty years older, maybe than the Golden Girls Yeah, I mean they're, were.
2: they're much older. It's really that's it's that's also fascinating in its own. Also, rights. like our
1: relationship to age is so wild because sure, current Jennifer Lopez is older than B. Arthur when she started the show. <laughs> like it's unhinged. Like.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that Mind is the exploding.
2: title of the show. That's
0: a fucking wild fact. Wild.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, well,
0: do we need to fact check that? I believe you. I, but you can Lindsay fact check not me always, all you want, baby boy. Hello there. It's Matt from the future. The, the future of the when we recorded this episode, but still from the past when you are listening to it because recorded audio has to be record recorded first and then y- you know you know how uh, media works anyway uh, I really did have to fact-check Lindsay's claim here because uh, number one it is somewhat wrong but number two uh, something very interesting uh, was discovered here so uh, Lindsay said that B Arthur was the same age as Jlo is now and uh, so, doing a bit of math, Golden Girls debuted in 1985, and B. Arthur was born in 1922. So, she was 63 when the Golden Girls uh, hit the airwaves. That's B. Arthur. Uh, J-Lo currently, Jennifer Lopez, is 54. So, her point about our perception of age... Uh, of course, stands like th- th- she's she's. This is still a mind blowing comparison, honestly. But the numbers are are off here by about ten years. However, uh importantly, Rue McClanahan was the youngest of the cast members, and she was fifty one when she uh, when the Golden Girls began. So, to Lindsay's point, you know, if you look at a picture of Rue McClanahan next to Jennifer Lopez. At the same age, uh, obviously one of them looks significantly older, and and we are about to get into that discussion here as well. Um, So Lindsay's point still stands. Here's the thing that blew my mind as I'm looking up ages and air dates here on Wikipedia, uh, if you believe that, rag. Estelle Getty, who played Dorothy's mom, B. Arthur's mother, on the show, and who... At least to my eye, and, and I'm sure many viewers, I mean, her character w- was the oldest character. She was the most senior person, and I believe the premise of the show was that she moved to a senior community. It's saying here on on Wikipedia that the character Sophia had a stroke, and then she had to go into, I guess, what we would call assisted living today. Um, that is a core premise of the show. Estelle Getty was born in 1923. She is one year younger than B. Arthur, the actor who is playing her daughter, uh, and so similarly, my mind here is is blown again. So I don't know if that's <clears throat> again genetic differences between two actors or uh, significant hair and makeup uh, going in either direction. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, the 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 actor who played the mom is one year younger than uh, her daughter. All right, we're coming back to the show uh, to wrap it up. So uh, I just here to tell you, uh, in the future where I am now, it's fucking great, man. We saw climate change is over, uh, all wars are done. So when when you get here, man, whoo, it's gonna be great. All right, uh, I'll see you later.
1: I remember when Jennifer Lopez turned the age of the Golden Girls. (laughs) I remember that. that, And that was two years ago.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's also a meme that goes around every now and then with the cheers cast and their ages on it.
1: Yeah. Well, also I remember so
2: much older than today's version of those same ages.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember when, um, Paul Rudd turned the same age as, uh, what's his face. Uh, I can't remember, but I'll, I'll remember that too. But yeah, it's just, you know, millennials are aging different differently than millennials and Gen X are just refusing to age, I guess. And, you know, it's just it, it'll be very, very different if we did the Golden Girls now. But it will be the same because millennials will have to all live in one house together if we want to live <laughs> indoors. Because
0: they can't afford. Yeah, because we can't <laughs> afford a house. So
1: that is how it's gonna going to, you know, be the same.
0: I mean, it's you have two homework assignments: write a Golden Girls esque modern TV show or a reboot, or write the documentary dramatization of the uh, the backroom, you know, network dealings. That's the oh, that's the other thing I was wanted to add was like, you can put Grace and Frankie on for on a streaming platform, and it will find its audience because streaming is for everyone. There's a, there's a bajillion yeah. things for everyone to find and see, and some of it can be successful. Blah blah blah. Golden Girls was primetime network television when there were five channels. Like, again, to say, yep, this is going to be our flagship sitcom for this time span. Like, it's extraordinary.
1: Yeah. Um, It was Wilford Brimley. Like, two or three years ago, Paul Rudd turned the same age as Wilford Brimley (laughs) when he was in Cocoon. Yeah. Which is insane.
0: But, like, my theory well, on that is not that people are aging differently. I think Hollywood is just choosing uh, genetically superlative humans to be I movie think stars. think little come a,
2: a, little come B, and uh, yeah. medical advances have come quite far.
0: That, too. I mean, yeah. Jennifer Lopez <laughs>
2: looks incredible, but tell me she doesn't have every fucking facial thing available on mm-hmm. the market done. I mean, mm-hmm. come on.
1: Yeah, right. it's true.
2: But also, I just feel more like. About nutrition, too, and health, and she works out like crazy. I mean, sure. you yeah, know. yeah. I mean, yeah, but J Lo,
1: I, I I do think a Golden Girls with J Lo as Blanche, which J Lo was the same age as Blanche in during the pandemic. Like when Rue McCallaghan started the show, she was 51 and JLo turned 50
0: in 2019 or something. But I guess, I mean, there's no amount of nutrition or Botox that would ever make Wilford Brimley look like Paul Rudd. um, Paul Rudd. You know what I mean? Like they are genetically (laughs) two different species is what I mean.
1: Paul Rudd is a, a man. So they they notoriously are allowed to not get work done in the same way that women do, sure. and yeah, Paul Rudd cool. still looks ageless. So, like like right. Ali said, it's a little column a, a, little column B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is 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 finding them young and keeping them young. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It's the baby blood, I think. It's that's my it's theory. the
1: baby's blood. We're all drinking it. <laughs> okay, who would be your ideal? casting of the great golden question. girls today yes. i i think great i would question. like i would like uh, dorothy uh uh to be gabrielle union and then i would like for j-lo to be blanche <laughs> and uh that's all i have so far that's all i have so far molly Man, molly mean, shannon could be rose it's
0: oh molly shannon would be great want-
2: it's weird, actually, how young they were, that they were in their 50s because they were still supposed to be like grandmas, which I guess a lot of people a lot are of grandmas, people are grandmas in their 50s. Yeah. But it if almost you... felt like they were like fully like the, the, the grandkids were grown almost is like how the feeling. I That's don't know. why
0: I perceived it that way. Yeah. I mean, I, hair dye and all that stuff, but like they all had gray hair. Yeah. So that that right there was a, was sort of like a visual like, oh, right. These are. Older, well, retired, and they grandmas
2: like grandmas yes, as yes, opposed exactly. to nowadays, fifty and sixty year olds dress, yeah. not like that, which is d- totally d- fine. Dress your age. Why it's not fun? Yeah. I. Why is my yeah, that's age why I have a, a weird a, uh, onesie that outfit. I refer to as my golden girls onesie, and it has shoulder pads, and I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: a onesie is pajamas. You mean a jumpsuit?
2: It's a jumpsuit, <laughs> but onesie is a way better way of putting it. It's my favorite. I wear it all the time. <laughs>
1: It is very good. I've seen it. It looks amazing. But we need to cast. Wait, how? Who are we going to cast as Sophia? We've got we've got J Lo as right. Blanche. Who's the older? Gabri- yeah, Gabrielle the mom. Union as Dorothy, uh, Molly Shannon as Rose. Who's like an oh oh? It could be Felicia Rashad could be uh, uh, Gabrielle Union's oh, mom. Yeah, or, or Debbie Allen. They're sisters. Okay. But um, Debbie Allen would be a nice sassy
0: Sophia. Mm-hmm. I think you got it.
1: Nailed it, Helen
2: Mirren. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dame well, Judy if Gabrielle
1: Lynch. Union is Dorothy, her mom has to be black. Sorry. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: But we could recast. <laughs> we could recast. If Helen Mirren agrees, sorry, Gabby, you got to go.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, um, which Golden Girl are you? Leave us yeah. a voicemail. <laughs> That number is 347 871 6548.
0: That number again, 347 871 6 lit. You
2: can also pop into our Discord, discord.gg2g1p. Also, it's the season of giving or something like that, patreon.com2g1p. As a reminder, we are fully independent now, so any contribution really helps. Uh, you can email us, 2g1podcast at gmail.com. I'm at Allie underscore Goldie across all platforms.
1: I'm at the Lindsay Life across all platforms.
2: And I think that's it.
0: Heart your faces, y'all. Bye. <laughs>